Welcome to Take It From The Iron Woman. My name is Susanne Müller, your host and the Iron Woman. This podcast is about empowering yourself and others to make real changes in the world. You will hear from everyday, smart, sophisticated, hip people like you and me. Not everybody has to be an Iron Woman to impress the world. Together, we will learn from the sports and business leaders how you can become a more successful person as an entrepreneur or a leader. It's one step at a time, one day at a time. Take your steps now. Take your big steps now. Join me on this journey to success. Take it from the Iron Woman today. I always say special guest, but certainly a very special guest, Isabel, the CEO of Get Loopy. I am a vegetarian, not a vegan yet. I'm a runner, so I'm certainly interested in healthy food. So welcome, Isabel. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Who is Isabel who's joining us today? Thank you so much, first of all, for, for having me. I'm excited to be on your podcast and for the opportunity to, to share a little bit more about myself and my business. Mm-hmm. Well, maybe I'll start with, I'm a runner too. Oh. So I, d- I guess we have, we have more in common. I actually finally got into running through my husband and also through changing my nutrition. Um, so I grew up as an omnivore in a traditional European family eating any and every part of the animal, as I like to say. My parents taught me that you have to eat everything, you have to try everything, you can't say you don't like something and you can't ask for customizations when you go to a stranger's home or to a restaurant. And so that was kind of how I grew up, but I always honestly struggled with the concept of eating animals. I remember being really young and, you know, in Europe, like when you go to the farmer's market, it's way more graphic than in the United oh. States. And so you see the animal. And like, mm-hmm. I remember, you know, going to the market with my grandmother and seeing like bunny rabbits with the fur and the eyeballs and everything. And so kind of thinking like, whoa, interesting, like this animal, but then we go to the petting zoo and we, we pet the bunny rabbit. And to me, it was like, it's all the same thing. Like why, how can we make that distinction? And so I always struggled with that idea. And I always kind of threatened my parents that I would go vegetarian <laughs> or vegan. And they were like, absolutely not. As long as you live in our house, this is not happening. But then fast forward, when I moved out from, from home, when I went to undergrad in Paris, I decided I would go vegetarian. And so primarily, I think it was really driven by this idea of like, I don't think I need to eat animals and I don't want to cook them. I just didn't feel like I wanted to cook them and I was cooking for myself. So I decided to be vegetarian. And then fast forward, I did a study abroad year in the United States doing undergrad and started immersing myself a little bit more with like the history of food production and agriculture. And around the same time after that year, I actually did a yoga teacher training and a big part of the yoga philosophy is around ahimsa, non-harm. And so I had this like, you know, information around around agriculture and this industrialized system that I just felt like was creating a lot of negative externalities on the environment and on the animals and on humans. Then I had this philosophy of yoga um, that was all about not creating harm and decided that I wanted to go vegan. So after grad school, I didn't finish grad school in Paris. After grad school, I moved to the States and became vegan. And so I, I'm, I'm starting with that because it's it's a really important part, yeah, I almost want sure. to say, of my identity and story. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, so 
I started, you know, developing a real passion for that space and thinking a lot about how I could help more people or empower more people to make more conscious choices and maybe cut down a little bit on animal consumption. In parallel with that, I started working for startups when I moved to the States and worked for a bunch of different early stage tech startups, was on early teams and helped scale businesses on their operation and product side and had been thinking for a long time about combining like my passion with the vegan space with my background in building companies. So it's a little bit about myself. And I then recently launched Loopy, which is my plant-based snack business that I started with my co-founder, Ali, who's also plant-based and vegan. We met very randomly, but share the same kind of vision and passion for the space. And so we met last year and started building the business and then launched early, earlier this year in January. Wow. This is amazing. Yeah. So then tell us a little bit about Get Loopy. Obviously, I was on the website and I always have to say when I go on the website, I'm hungry. So it, it <laughs> speaks to me. Tell us a little bit how, how this got started. Yeah, totally. So I would say one of the big insights, so there was definitely this internal you know, drive of mine that I felt very strongly about eating more plant-based. And I say more plant-based, I don't say about everyone going vegan. I think yeah. um, it's a very personal choice what you eat, mm-hmm. but I do think that we can all make conscious choices around mm-hmm. it. And I think if we were all more informed, we would probably all make slightly different choices or yeah. yeah just think about it in a different way. And so I had that passion for this space, but then I also had really identified a problem that I kind of experienced on an anecdotal level um, with my friends and family, but also started researching and looking at the data and did a lot of customer interviews and kind of got to the same conclusion. And that was that there's definitely a shift among American consumers that are just becoming more conscious and also trying to reduce animal protein Mm -hmm, consumption. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And the main driver for that, uh, that I identified among Americans was health. So nutrition is really the main reason for people Mm -hmm. to change their diet. Mm -hmm. Sometimes the environment, sometimes animal ethics play a role initially. Sometimes they play a role later on, but nutrition is the number one thing. And it makes sense because it affects all of us, you know, what we put into our bodies and our health and weight Mm -hmm. and all of that stuff. So nutrition was the main reason, but then the main reason why people were falling off the plant-based diet, why they abandoned it, why they stopped eating plant-based was also nutrition related. And more specifically, this perception that you can't get the right nutrients from a plant-based diet. It. Primarily in American consumers' minds, it's protein that is creating yeah. a real worry for mm-hmm. consumers. And so that was an insight that I gathered through research, as I mentioned, but also kind of experienced on a firsthand level when I would tell my friends and family here in the States that I was vegan. They all were like, oh, that's really cool, but where are you getting your protein from? And so yeah. Anecdotal experience with research confirmed this is kind of a problem and something that I want to solve. And I was familiar with uh, lupini beans, which are these incredible Mm -hmm, beans mm -hmm. that are from Europe originally and have been consumed there for centuries. Mm -hmm. And I felt like they were born to be American in some way because (laughs) they are. Yeah, I I mean, I feel like it's crazy that it's not an ingredient that is known here yet, but um, it's the bean with the highest concentration of plant-based protein. Mm -hmm. It's also a complete protein, so it has a complete chain of amino acids, really easy for the body to absorb packed with fiber, packed with minerals, and kind of like the the cherry on top of the cake is that they are also so, so sustainable to grow and really good for soil health and soil revitalization. So 
all in all, checks all the boxes, incredible ingredient. And I think it's time for for lupini beans to shine and to get more attention in in the states and so that was kind kind of the motivation behind um Mm. founding lupi that's fantastic and i mean as a runner i'm a vegetarian so i come from switzerland and i don't know if i could be vegan i mean like i sometimes try out the vegan portion when i go to a restaurant and it feels really good on my body but Mm -hmm. i would miss my cheese a little bit so um (laughs) i know there's other vegan options but just i don't know i need to think about that but as a runner, and I did an Ironman, and there with the Ironman, it was just so important for me, the nutrition. And I thought that was the mm-hmm. hardest for me. So plant-based probably mm-hmm. would have been a better choice versus, I mean, I don't eat meat, but then people say, how do you get the proteins? And I'm like eating mm-hmm. beans and this and that. So where were you when I trained for the Ironman, right? So that's my question. <laughs> <laughs> that was five years yeah. ago. Yeah, but that's that's fantastic. And uh, I see that there is small bites. So can a runner take them on their run or what would you recommend? Yes. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's so funny. You, you're you're such an such an incredible athlete. And it's <laughs> interesting to hear you talk. You know, my husband just completed his first Ironman mm-hmm. last year. Uh-huh. And he's the one who, as I mentioned, got me into running. I used to, I think I used to, it was a mix between, I didn't grow up doing sports much because again, my family was like, not so into sports, like yeah. a lot of, you know, more American um, upbringing, but then also I don't think I had the energy to be honest. And I feel like since I, since I transitioned to a fully plant-based diet, I feel so energized because I'm eating all these whole foods with real nutrients. And mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so I just want to be out and want to be active. But in any case, he completed his first Ironman last year and he, he, he's been fueling a lot of his training and, and his runs in, in races with loopy bars. Um, so yes, you can definitely, definitely okay. take them on the go. They are little, so we call them bites, but they are a little mm-hmm. square, actually kind of the size of a regular bar in terms of grammage, mm-hmm. but the, they, they look more like a, like a square okay. and they are definitely great on the go. I love personally to take them on hikes when I go mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and do that. I'm always looking for something that's light, but also yeah. is like actual food and keeps me going. Yeah. And, you know, I also love having them in the afternoon as like an afternoon snack because they, they just, the fact that it's real food, like that was so important to me and to Ali, my co-founder mm-hmm. is, you know, a lot of snacks are very processed and mm-hmm. we need convenience and we don't want to compromise on convenience, but we also, I deeply believe we need to fuel our bodies with real food and it doesn't have to be, you know, mutually exclusive. It can actually go together. And so what makes us different is that we use this whole bean also in the bar. So we don't use protein isolates. It's not processed. It doesn't have processed sugars in it. It has tons of fibers. It's really good for your gut health as well. So really heavily leaning into that. Oh, that's fantastic. Yeah. So hopefully a lot of people will listen to the podcast who are my runners and they will be connecting with you. And yeah. is your products, can we buy it only online or is it in the stores? Yeah, it's a good question. It's a very um, timely question, actually. Yeah, to ask. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah, considering the craziness that we are all dealing with, with the coronavirus epidemic. 
initially we launched in about 80 physical uh, locations. So that was a mix of um, mm -hmm. health stores and mm -hmm. health stores, mostly in the New York City area. Mm -hmm. And then also we were selling directly to offices because for people in the afternoons, as I mentioned, it's a great, great snack mm -hmm. that keeps you going. And um, we were also selling to gyms, boutique fitness places, mm -hmm. yoga studios. Mm -hmm. and so currently, as we all know, a lot of these places are closed temporarily. And so while we're still selling in some New York City-based stores, we have moved a lot of our focus to our website. Mm -hmm. And we always had a store. We always had um, getloopy.com and you were always able to buy it, but we, we hadn't paid so much attention to, to our online channel because physical distribution was very important to us because we did tons of in-person demos and sampling for people to try the product. And now we, we are kind of doing that through the website because you can get like a sampler pack with one mm -hmm. more of each flavor. So there's an easy way for people to try it. And then we also recently launched on Amazon and we we're on some other online platforms. So trying to sell more in online channels for now. Yeah, well, that's what we have to do, right? If we want to exactly audience and in this crisis, but especially in crisis, I feel like we need to eat healthier than before. I see mm -hmm. now a lot of people yeah. say, I'm moving back to comfort food. I'm like, no, this is the wrong approach. Now, as we get yeah. deeper into this crisis and people have been staying at home five, six weeks now, eat healthy and eat good food. I think that's yeah. the recommendation. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree more with you. I think it's interesting being in the food industry and also talking to some veterans who've been in this industry for a long time who told who told me, you know, in 2008, like everyone started like eating junk food again, because people, there's like a level of sadness and depression around the environment. And we try mm -hmm. to comfort ourselves with that, with that. But I don't think that this time around, it's going to be the same. I think specifically because this is caused by a health scare and by a virus, I mm -hmm. think that people really make that link mm -hmm. between health. And you look at the, the increase in like sales of like probiotic things, of ginger, ginger shots and things like that. So people are really understanding, okay, like I actually have to preserve my health in this mm -hmm. situation mm -hmm. and food is the best way to do that because we can't really be moving all so much right now and yeah we can take walks here and there but like we are very confined in that way and so really what you eat is what you are more yeah. than ever and I think investing in that mm -hmm. for your physical health but also for your mental health I think yeah. eating lots of refined stuff it just doesn't make you feel good in the mm -hmm. long run mm -hmm. mentally yeah Today, I think we've shown with all these amazing healthy foods that have been launching in the last few years that you don't have to compromise mm -hmm. on flavor and deliciousness and you can still eat healthy, but also eat good food. Yeah, I think that's, that's I mean, that's all me, right? So coming from Europe, maybe, I don't want to say we have a different approach to food, but when you come to the US, what I cannot understand if people eat a sandwich and a bag of chips, I'm like, I don't eat chips. Like, why would you have a bag of chips? But that's cultural. Yeah. Me growing up, I, we always went to the garden and had fresh strawberries or whatever berries were in, mm -hmm. in season. So maybe that's the DNA that we bring and that keeps going what we have learned from an early age. Yeah, but certainly get loopy, get involved for the audience. And I know you have also a podcast, so it's called uh, Plentiful. Yes, exactly. So tell us a little bit about the, the podcast that we can find there. So the podcast was kind of like, 
if you want, a piece of the step and a piece of the journey for me to mm. create. Started it as a side project because mm -hmm. I, I was so passionate when I first went vegan, as a lot of vegans at the beginning, there's just so much excitement because you're like, and I'm sure it's the same when you go vegetarian, you're like, oh my God, like, look at this. And like, I can feel my body and feel great. And I'm doing all these good things. And it also happens to be good for the environment and animals. Mm -hmm. And so I felt like I wanted to spread the word, but I wanted to do that through other people mm -hmm. and through having people on the podcast that are mm -hmm. inspiring thought leaders across mm -hmm. all kinds of different industries. And so I started a podcast around 2016 as like a side project and then ended up getting Noah, my husband involved. So we've mm -hmm. been doing it together. We actually enjoy, you know, interviewing people together. Yeah. It's more mm -hmm. dynamic sometimes. Yeah. And Fun. we started doing that and we, we had a lot of really amazing guests on the podcast, a lot of uh, plant-based doctors, athletes, mm -hmm. entrepreneurs. Mm -hmm. And right now, you know, we've slowed down a little bit because I started Loopy and, and that's taken a lot of our focus and, yeah. and energy, but very much like a passion project of both mm -hmm. of us. And we came to a plant-based diet in a very different way. I mentioned, you know, my journey was very much driven by some like early impressions and thoughts that I had around eating animals. And then you have Noah, who is American, grew up on a more standard American diet. While healthy, he consumed so much meat when we first met even. And I used to say to my friends and family, he will never even try to go vegetarian. And then one day he decided um, that he wanted to feel like, how is it to be Isabel? And so he decided to, to challenge himself for like a one month yeah, for a one month, like plant-based challenge. And I always joke and say, you know, he just did it to prove me wrong and, and, and do it for a month and then tell me, you know, I did it, but like, I'm not going to continue. Yeah, yeah. But then he was already into running at the, at the time and he was injured, but so he couldn't, he couldn't run. And usually he was used to become kind of like sluggish and mm -hmm. gain some weight when he was not running, but mm -hmm. now suddenly he didn't gain any weight and he felt so energized and he felt like, he could eat so much more food and not feel like kind of gross, you know? Yeah. Yeah. And so that kind of made him stick. And then he got into all his like triathlons and Ironman stuff. And it's really interesting to see how for him, this journey was so driven by physical well-being. And mine was a little bit more by like emotional well-being in a way. And then we kind of crossed path. You know, I got more into athletics and he started kind of looking at all the other facets mm -hmm. of eating plant-based. And so that's kind of like how the Plantiful podcast came about and how we've been running mm -hmm. it together. I think that's fantastic. And to show that who he who came with such a, a lot of meat eating into plant-based. Yeah. I think it just goes to show that it is working and it's not only a girly thing and yeah, Definitely. It, it's fantastic. Yeah. So thank you so much, Isabel. This was very educational and we want to make sure everybody gets your information. We put it in the show notes. Good luck with everything. Thank Wonderful. you. Thank you so much for having me. It was such a, such a pleasure talking thank to you. Thank you, Isabel, for a very informative interview. And for all the listeners, you get 20% off of your first order. Check in the show notes. There is a coupon code. Thank you so much. Podcast episodes will follow every week. Take it from the Iron Woman.